He said, to be human is to be mobile. For us to be alive is to move. We are not plants. We are not plants rooted in a single place from which we grow and expand in more or less constrained and restricted ways. In 2010, I came to St. Home and uh, I moved to Odehot. After Odehot, I went to Uland, Ebretoft. After Ebretoft, I went to Kloskamp, to Elbeg. After Elbeg, I got deported to Congo, to Kinshasa. I got rejected. I came back with the Danish police and I went back to St. Home. I stayed for two months in St. Home. Then I moved to Vive Odehot. Viberhod or the hardest is similar. And then I, I got my second deportation in 2012. Then I moved to Elbeg again. After Elbeg, they cancelled my deportation. Then I came to Viberhod again. Then after Viberhod again, the camp was closed. Then I moved to Congolon. After Congolon, I went to Dianalon. After Dianalon, I moved to Shells mark after shells mark, I've been moving one time, one room to another. My, My friend, friend said, What kind of mother can I be in this place? They said that the doctors in the camps always tell people to drink water to make their illness disappear. She's, she's angry, angry that, that people, people look, look at her, her with pity, pity. Like, like she's weak. weak. When, When she, she survived, survived what none, none of them would, would never, never have survived. survived. The guard at the entrance say that the fences is for their own protection. They are still around. So like one more Do you do you know why there are so many fences? Like we are walking on a on a on a long street right now. Yeah. And there is a big fence on the left side. Yeah, and. Right size. Like you are front everywhere. Yeah, and that that you cannot go there. Not allowed to go. How do you think if you see around here every buildings? Every day. You wear like to use fences. You may be shocked. Is this a prison? See, we don't have any actives here. You know... Sleeping, wake up, go to the cafeteria, eat if you can eat. If you cannot eat, just leave it like that and come again in your room. This is a kind of depression. But we are telling them we are not running away. Just we are dying, we are dying here. She 
he's angry because it's because difficult, it's difficult, it's difficult to, believe to believe in the future. I remember Chana told me how she became a number by being in the asylum system. I remember when a young guy died in my arm in Tranon camp in the fitness room because he had a stroke. The ambulance came late because they didn't have his ID number. The leader of the camp said they're just doing their work. Hello. She's angry about all of their rules. They are angry to depend on the asylum system. I remember to be scared. I remember to be scared. I remember to be scared in the camp. She's angry to be alone in the camp. She's angry to be alone in the camp. Now the day uh, when she get told that she have to go uh, back to Africa, it was I never forget it. It was she couldn't eat uh, all the week. She was like in shock, and all week you could see she was all out of herself. I remember I was with my sister helping her to pack, and every time she start to pack her clothes, uh, she could not. All of a sudden, she lost uh, her feelings in her feet and her hand. She could not move. She could not face the truth that she's actually in uh, in few days she's actually going to go to a, a country that she have uh, run from uh, she was like all uh, faint in her face uh, the night before when she started to pack uh, all faint and she speaks so many things in different things in the same time she could not know what to do yeah so she just sit there and cry It was very painful to watch. You could see, really, it's very serious. Nobody is here for fun, you know. It's really, you could not, you don't want to go there. There is a reason why. She said, there are so many roots to the tree of anger that sometimes the branches shattered before they bear. When I think about resistance in the migration political movements and resistance towards the asylum system and deportation, I think of this video that came from Schelsmark in March. It was a situation where police came to deport a family and picked them up. And so many people in Schelsmark gathered around them and yelled at the police and tried to stop the police from taking these people. And some of the people in Schelsmark filmed this whole episode. And I saw it on Facebook and I think a lot of 
Activists in Copenhagen saw this video many times on Facebook. I think it left such a strong impression because the situation was so desperate and chaotic, but still people were actually doing some really powerful forms of resistance, both trying to yell at the police and keep them away and trying to take care of the family and especially the mother of the family who fainted and people were trying to take care of her. But also the resistance of documenting this and posting it and posting it again on Facebook so that a lot of people saw it. It said something really severe about the violence of the camps and the challenges of building resistance together across citizenship and across residency because when these things happened in the camp no one was there except for the people in Shalesmark. People could just watch over Facebook. Like we weren't there to support. We didn't move fast enough or it was really people living in Shalesmark were really left alone to resist in a way. And that made a really big impression on me I think. And it made me think a lot about solidarity and working together and what we can do and what we fail to do sometimes. He said, you have cut the trees of freedom, but it will grow again because its roots are plentiful and deep. 